God is good. God is faithful. God is very merciful to his children. And this morning, we want to actually look into this area uh, in a brief um, moment. Shall we pray together? Father, we pray that as you have started speaking to us since we came in, even before we came in, Lord God Almighty, you speak even louder still at this moment. No matter how your son might have prepared this message, Lord, the delivery is dependent on you. And so, Lord God Almighty, I pray that you grant the unction. And Lord God Almighty, I pray that your people will understand and that we will use that which you have spoken to us to better our lives. Lord, have your way. Oh, Father, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, have you ever felt discouraged in serving God? To the point that you actually want to say, hey, I am quitting. Has this ever happened to you? Well, many of us pastors do feel that way many times. And it may surprise you that some have quit the ministry totally, not in any way having anything to do with preaching or pastoring in the church. Some feel discouraged and burnt out because of the opposition or contention in the congregation. Some just look and say, ah, it is not all right for me to be facing this many problems, counseling people, bringing their problems to me when I also have some problems that I cannot go to anyone for. Now, you may be very quick to judge and say, those ones were not called. Oh, the call of God was not upon them. I want to tell you this. You are wrong. If you check through the Bible, you will see that there was a prophet of God, a mighty one for that matter, a miracle-working servant of God, who, in the book of First Kings, wanted to quit. You know him? Elijah. He was so great to the point that he alone stood against 450 prophets of Baal. He was so fearless to the point that the Bible says that after the, 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 the miracle of the fire coming to consume his sacrifice, he put to death all these Baal prophets. But there came a time in his life that he had to run and was running for his life. And who was he running away from? 
a woman, Jezebel. The cry of Elijah was that, hey, I'm not only quitting, Lord, I want you to take my life. I want to die. Children of God, God is not a user. Several recent surveys revealed that 85% of pastors said they are weary of dealing with problems of people. 70% said they felt that God had called them even before they entered the ministry. But three years after they, 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 they were in the ministry, 50% still felt called. If pastors can feel this way, what about deacons and deaconesses who are used of God in his church without any pay? <laughs> uh, at least they pay us. Uh, what about laymen who serve in the church? Sometimes when I see people come for rehearsal, whether it is orchestra or city of praise and um, choir and so on and so forth, sincerely speaking, my mind just would go out to them and say, Lord, please bless them. Please bless them. The time spent. Yesterday, I'm not actually uh, announcing this for, for, for their praise. City of praise, you know, had half day of prayer with fasting. Why? Because the work to be done for the Lord is enormous and cannot be done, you know, in the flesh. I pray that you will not, they will not come to this point, particular stage when they will have to ask a question. Why am I serving God? Why? Have you ever encountered active, vibrant workers of God who later would throw in a towel and not only quit the services that they are rendering, but they will quit coming to church? Have you? I have. They just look and say, hey, I can serve God in my own home. Enough for the badging and um, dragging and pulling and whatever that the people are using me for. And yet, there's no thanks. Why would you ever even want anybody to thank you for doing your father's job? Why? I know that... Um, God is never a user. God does not use a person and dump that person after. Rather, God blesses his faithful servants here on this earth and hereafter. I would like for us to read from um, 
the book of First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one, beginning from verse twenty six. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the best things of the, of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh, no flesh should glory in his presence. What a mighty God we serve. And we know that indeed to be called out in the midst of so many to be the servant of God ah, is something that actually we should rejoice about that God saw you and called you. If it comes to intelligence, I don't think that I should be the one to stand here because I know that there are so many, so many people who are by far more intelligent than I, than I am. If you're talking about even the way one will handle the word of God as to the interpretation of it without even looking into the commentary, there are some people who are by far better but hey, when God calls you, don't take his call for granted. Sometimes we think that the Lord is looking for great qualifications in order for us to be called to be used by him. Yes, there are some qualifications that God is actually looking for, but they're not as men judge or according to the yardstick of men's standard. God uses people who realize that they are weak. People who realize that they are weak. They are not the people that would depend on self-attained self knowledge. Look, when you think about Jesus Christ choosing his disciples, why in the world will the Son of God come all the way from heaven and would decide to take by his side fishermen? Fishermen? Huh? When there are Pharisees, Sadducees, Sahendrins, huh? Herodians, people who have actually put themselves in to study the word. 
And they believe that they know everything inside out. Jesus Christ did not choose them. He even chose task collector. Why? That passage that we just read, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, you know, has something to say to us. That no flesh should boast before his presence. Wow. You remember David? Huh? Even the prophet Samuel was deceived by looking with his eyes to think that God sees as man sees. Seeing the first son of Jesse, oh, this is it. Second one came, ah, now this is, this is it. Until the Lord said, look, I don't see the way man sees. What I see is actually known to me. Then David came. And the Lord said, this is he. I know that someone will just be looking and saying, ah, of all the sons of Jesse, why this? It is important for us to know that why God chose David is known to God. Better than the tall man Saul, who was the first king. And here in the passage that we read, Psalm 89, David said, Oh, your faithfulness is beyond me. Your mercy is unspeakable. Children of God, think about it. If you're serving the Lord and you want to quit, I want to beg you, don't. Don't. And if I've not started serving, you're missing a lot. You should actually look at yourself and say, am I a child of God? Why would God call A and not me? Or you want to do like Peter when Jesus called him and he said, ah, you know what? What about John? Secondly, the Lord God Almighty chooses faithful people. People are faithful. God is himself faithful. David was a man who tried to please God. In many ways, he tried to please God. Yes, he was caught in sin a few times, but he would not in any way give excuses like Saul. You come to God clean. Yes, I have sinned. Have mercy upon me. God uses people like that. In numerous ways, David did things that please God. And God Almighty said, this is the man after my own heart. Hmm. When you get home, I would like for you to read Romans 4. Verses 7 and 8. When you get home. Don't put it on the board, please. Then God uses people who fear him. When you truly reverence God, God takes delight in you. When you acknowledge the fact that God is, is God, God takes delight in you. 
We've said this before and we say it again. You know something? There's a difference in what Saul, who became Paul, did than, you know, what the ISIS or whatever they call them are doing. The difference is actually this. Saul thought he was fighting for God. But it was out of ignorance. Absolutely out of ignorance. The persecution of the church and Christ. This was done out of ignorance. And God saw that this is a material. When he finds out the truth, the truth will set him free. And so it is important for us to actually come to this. Huh? The blessings of God that will rest upon you as such that you will know that it is for this time and for eternity. The blessings of God that will be upon you will be for this time and for eternity. All that we work for in this world will stay here. All that we are actually struggling for that you spend so much time wanting to actually achieve. We only stay here. Go to the office. In fact, some people go to the office seven days a week. And may I tell you, if you don't find time for God's work, you are a loser. Because when God blesses, his blessing will actually make you to know what is good success. And secondly, it is the blessing of God alone that adds no sorrow to it. Do you know when you give um, your workers some race, huh? you have actually given them maybe um, a new salary scale and it is so handsome, so wonderful. Huh? And they are coming to you. Ah, thank you, sir. Your time is actually is going to favor us. And so on and so forth. Let them come six months later. You will see that they will still say to you, huh? we thought that you have done us good. Ah, you have only scratched the surface. Go deeper. But the blessings of God are such that no sorrow is added to it. Don't miss it out. Don't miss out. And of course, again, the blessings of God, look here, will actually last even when you are gone, your children will be enjoying it. I know some people who are building houses and so on and so forth and they're saying that, they're saying that their children will inherit it. Huh? Um, there's one along Lake, Lake Peninsula. Huh? Hmm. May I actually say this? I found people who built mansions believing that their children will actually inherit it only for grass to be growing in it. Only God blesses to the point that your family lines will benefit from it. What you do now will affect your children. What you do for God will affect your children. And it's important that by the grace of the almighty God will live something good for generation yet unborn. David, for instance, because of David, 
the Lord said, no one, you will not lack a man from your family upon this seed. From generation to generation. Let your goodness for the Lord bring blessing. And uh, the, blessing of God, uh, the, the blessing of God comes with his mercy. God Almighty will be the one to bless you when his mercy will reign over you. Whatever you plan for, whatever, no matter how much you watch your, 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 your health, no matter how much you actually uh, labor in the sense that uh, you want to, 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 to relax and enjoy the things that you, you have accumulated, only God Almighty can make it happen. I know some people on the day of their retirement is when they died. God is not a user. I found something interesting. And I know that if I have a Roman Catholic person here, or a Roman Catholic priest, I will say, such a person may not agree with what I want to say now. Do you know that if God were to be a user, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph would not have any children together. Have you ever re re realized this? God has used Mary. And if God were to monopolize whatever he actually would want to use, Joseph would not have had anything to do with Mary. But the Bible tells us that God used Mary and did not dump her. God used Mary and did not kill her. God used Joseph and recognized the fact that Joseph was the husband of Mary. If you go to the scriptures, you will see when the Lord said, take your wife to your side. For that which is in her is of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord God Almighty, who is not a user, allowed them to have at least four sons and many daughters. We don't know the number of daughters, but we know that Jesus had four brothers. The Bible mentioned them. Children of God, Give yourself up to God. When he uses you, he will not strike you dead after you're finished. For God Almighty rewards are not the other way around to punish. May God bless us as we continue to serve him in Jesus' name. Shall we bow our heads in prayer?